Did Madam Web deserve her own movie? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, Madam's Web, and more. I'm your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Good morning, Roxy. Would you say it's closer to Madam's Web or Madam Web's? It's. I think it's um, um, like Attorney's General. Madam's mm. Web. Mm. Well, not mm. many webs. Mm. Well, there's technically only one Madam Web and uh, other Spider Women. Technically, <laughs> technically, I, I, will I would say, say that's a big technicality. Technically, right? technically, I'm gonna just jump it ahead a little bit. I would say part of the way they're marketing this movie is disingenuous. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but you know what? We're gonna get into that. The blockbuster of the month. The, that we're in, which is February 2024, Madam Web. But don't worry, we've got other blockbuster reveals and news to talk about. But before we get into any of that, little business up top. As always, you can watch this show live uh, and other Patreon exclusive shows like What We're Into in Spider Versity, where Sal and I just talked about Across the Spider Verse. You can check that over at uh, out. Oof. You can check that out over <laughs> at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Uh, every week on Spotify, we asked you a question. Last week's question was Who would you recast as Avengers in an MCU reboot? Julian Washington II said Zach Efron as Steve Rogers, Glenn Powell as Tony Stark, Elliot Page as Bruce Banner, Zendaya as Black Widow. Andrew Koji as Hawkeye and Henry Cavill as Thor. And I got to say, that's a good one. That's a good lineup. Elliot Page as Bruce Banner would be so interesting. Yeah. I, when I first when I first saw this, I misread and I thought they said Elliot Page as Tony Stark. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't. And then I see Elliot Page as Bruce Banner. I'm like, that's a winner. Like, that's a winner. I mean, what an <laughs> unreal casting. Yeah. Do you ever hear casting and you're like, that person should talk to somebody about that? Yeah, you should, they should look into that. They should look into that because that'd be really good. That. I think the only one on this that I'm not 100% down for, and maybe this is me being biased to them already being in the MCU, is Zendaya's Black Widow. I'm like, I don't know that I see that one. I It's like difficult because you don't watch Euphoria. True, that's correct, I, yes. I get where they're going because when I think of Zendaya outside of Euphoria, Zendaya's got like the this bubbliness to her. That, yeah. But in Euphoria, as a full-blown drug addict, mm-hmm. I see what they're saying about Black Widow. And here's my other issue, and maybe this isn't fair. Zendaya's tiny. She's tiny, and I just have trouble imagining her. Oh. Okay. It's just she seems not to be. She seems kind of. I don't. I have trouble imagining her in like full blown action scenes, like taking people out. I have trouble visualizing it, which is not to say that she couldn't do it because she's very. Yeah, talented. it would be more like a aerobics tall, like yeah, 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 yeah. Thing thing going on. I definitely see what you're saying. Though. And I and I feel like I would push back on Zach Efron and Steve Rogers. However, I haven't seen the what is it, Iron Claw. Yeah, and I have a feeling but, part of that's influencing this choice. And I was like, I feel like if I see that, I'd get where they're coming from. I feel like I thought about him, but I, I'm not kidding, and don't know how to say this more respectfully. You can't come back from that time and have as much facial surgery as he does, mm-hmm. like because th- that didn't exist then. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I I don't know that that works. It's the super soldier serum, Roxy. 
that it's the super soldier serum that's a wild explanation and i need a line written just about that it's the it's this you know it's hey the, it's magic it's, it's listen it's comic book magic all right you guys take uh, vitamin C serum, put it on. I did super soldier serum. serum boom. It's my you new face I mean? treatment. So uh, got a lot to talk about today. But before we get into that, you know what we're going to tell you about, kids? Because we're entering into the final days. I, I think we're entering into the final full week of the campaign. There's a few days after the final full week. So we still got a, a little bit of runway. But if you've been waiting to go to gunplaymovie.com, and back this movie. Wait no longer, please and thank you. Because um, uh, once again, as we've said before, you will not get charged until the campaign is over. And also, if the campaign doesn't fund, this movie's not happening. Um, and it's starring your very own Roxy Stryer, uh, plus Steve Zaragoza, Whitney Moore, Bree Estrick, James Allen McHugh, and many more incredibly talented people, uh, written directed by me. And so if you've watched this show and you're like, uh, you know, DJ has a lot of opinions, but he should put up or shut up. Well, here's your chance to prove me right and or wrong. Uh, by back and or and and or wrong and or and or. If you want more and or, go back gunplaymovie.com. Uh, no, it's a it's an existential crime thriller that is fast and fast paced and irreverent. Um, and I think you guys uh, will really dig it. And you guys can get a signed post. You can uh, get personalized messages from uh, cast and crew members. You can be a producer on it. You can be in the movie. A bunch of incredible opportunities to participate in this process with us. So please, please, please go to gunplaymovie.com and help support it. Roxy, any any anything yeah, I'm missing? Yeah, we need them to do that because uh, we need it. The I was thinking that this funding process was going to be like fly by super easy because <laughs> it's such a small amount to ask for the lofty goals that we have. Mm -hmm. Um and it's not flying as much as I thought it would fly based on and I know they haven't read the script. Yes. So based on me reading the script, I was like, this will be funded immediately because yeah. the script, they don't get the script, but the, you killed it on the setup. So I'm Thank just you. like, they have to, we have a week left. Like please. that it's a must. Please, please, please. I, yes. Uh, and listen, if you want to read the script, there's a tier for that stuff. Uh, I, uh, fun, funny, fun anecdote. I, I made these new assets for everybody to sh share out that had different, um, you know, things people get like sign poster, producer, whatever. And I had on it because of the way I had it formatted, uh, on the side, on the right hand side, personal messages. Cause you cast, you can get messages from the cast and crew. Right. Uh, but it, it if you just glance at it, it said it looked like personal massages. And I was like, no, I don't want to, you know, and it was someone, some of our, some of our female cast members. And I'm like, no, I don't want to, I need, so I had to, I had to like, I forget how I phrased it, but it was more of a like, video message you know what i mean like more specific <laughs> to the thing so it could be le less misinterpreted i like personal massages listen listen they think i'm showing up and steve zaragoza comes to their house exactly ready for the personal massage personal massage i'll be right there everybody uh but the jokes on you guys you give steve the massage, massage. Yeah, listen that's what you're into man um so uh anyway point is a lot of work going into this please uh go back it um and uh, check it out. Check out our video for more. Uh, we well, will uh, mention it again at the end of the episode. But now let's get into some news. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk, a lot of big ticket items this week. But we're going to start with uh, something that 
the Super Bowl. Super Bowl had ads. Surprise. Um, and one of the big ones that I actually missed when it aired because it was a pre-Super Bowl uh, was the new trailer for the film that we now know is called Deadpool and Wolverine. I have not seen this image that you're showing. This is awesome. Yeah, I guess this is the first official poster. I found this when I was looking for images. This is amazing. What an iconic... I want these necklaces so bad. This is amazing. So for people that are just listening to the show, uh, it is, it's the uh, first official poster. It's a friendship bracelet with kind of like a Deadpool type mask on one side and a Wolverine type mask on the other side. And it says best friends. It's a friendship necklace, DJ. What did I say? Come on. What did I say? Bracelet? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, guy, whoops. Uh, sorry, everybody. Um, and uh, we now know this movie is called Deadpool and Wolverine. It is weird to live in a time where Deadpool gets top billing over Wolverine. That's mm -hmm. especially with all the like Batman v Superman was technically, was technically, I know we, we talk about it, was technically Man of Steel 2. And Batman got top billing over Superman in that. And yet, and yet, Deadpool 3, Deadpool gets his top billing. Okay, but I don't know, DJ, because in both of those, the you are supposed to go in alphabetical order with lists like that. Is that the rule? I thought I assumed it was who, who who's who's the bigger bigger ticket item. No, that's why like Godzilla goes doing, before Kong. <laughs> if you're doing credit, A B C D E F G H I J K. Yeah. If you're doing credits for writers on projects, it's by name i understand I, yeah i still think batman versus superman deadpool versus wolverine godzilla versus kong it's supposed to flow better sound better for our ears gotcha gotcha i think i don't know with a lot of uh with a lot of uh um maybe maybe that's true i always assumed it was it was it was just who's the who's the bigger ticket item um and also it's deadpool's third movie it's not Wolverine's for it's not a Wolverine movie. It's a Deadpool movie with Capote Wolverine. Cody versus the Swans. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I just feel like, and maybe I'm incorrect about this. I know in like superhero world, you know, in the comics, you'll get a lot of verses. And typically it's like, who's the bigger, who's the top dog? Who's going to get the top billing there? Less movie credit wise, more like this is the name, this is the bigger name. And it's all my, you know, if you're reading DC comics, it's almost always Batman. Uh, but but to your point, well, bees pretty early. Bees pretty early. You know, you might be right. You might be right. Like if you ever see a Batman versus Ant Man, yeah. Comic, yeah, 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 you know the very very. Well, I, uh, I want to say, and I don't know that I can back this up, but I want to say there at a time when Superman was a bigger selling item was Superman and Batman. Um, and but now that's changed, and it's Batman and Superman, and pretty much every. Uh, ever. but 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 again i don't i don't feel like i have the data behind me to back it up uh so i you're you're, you're right you're right and all, but again irrelevant because it is deadpool third is deadpool three we've been calling it deadpool three but i guess now we know is deadpool and wolverine roxy did you see this trailer i hope you did i sent it to you uh, and if you did what did you think of it yeah actually um dj until you sent it to me i did not watch it shocking which is, what is my deal with, I watched I the whole Super Bowl. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I was at a party. It's like, you can't hear anything. Yeah, like yes. you said, this one was before. So I missed all of the trailers. Like I had to go back and watch some commercials too. Yeah. Uh, and then when you sent it to me, I was like, okay, it's finally time. Mm -hmm. I'll finally sit and watch yeah. this. I 
the, the trailer had a more serious tone than I thought it would, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting because it, it there still were, of course, a couple jabs and a couple jokes in there. Yeah. But I do wonder with the presence of Wolverine, how that affects the tone of Deadpool. I would say not just the presence of Wolverine, but just the presence of uh, uh, being the final one, uh, you know, theoretically the end of the of a quote unquote trilogy, and also being part of the MCU. Like the stakes are higher. Like they're really leaning into. We see the TVA. We see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have this actor in front of me. Uh, it's the actor from Succession who's in it. Um, uh, in this one. Yeah, um, cousin Greg. Yeah, no, not cousin Greg. Oh, sorry, Tom. 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 Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom. Tom. Um, something Wilski. Yeah, who, who, uh, let's be honest, I would have loved to see Owen Wilson, but I love Tom and yeah, Succession so great. much that I'm like this, I, he's probably not going to be in it as much as I want, but it's like, you can't go wrong with that casting. Um, Wompskin, but I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah, and the actor's name is Matthew McFadden. Matthew McFadden. I could have gotten that 10 out of 10 times mm-hmm. on a different day. On a different day. Dude, long-time listeners know, the second like you need to pull a name, it's like it's gone now. If, you, yeah, if I just came up in conversation, I would have said it. But uh, So rude. That was so rude to me. First of all, I called Tom Cousin Greg, yeah. which is the worst thing that ever happened to Tom. Tom. And oh, but all, my favorite pairing, Tom and Cousin Greg, are my favorite pairing in that show. Brutal. OTP. 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 Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so we get we get the presence of the TVA, which of course we've been seeing in Loki, and um, uh, and so there's a lot going on here. I do think that Deadpool is in a unique position to juggle all of those things because it won't feel the need to take all of those elements seriously. Like we don't necessarily need time to unpack each. Like in a, in another movie, I'd be like, wait, is there time to do all this all this stuff in here? And it's like some of this stuff could just be a, a joke scene, and then we move on, and it's like that doesn't matter. <laughs> totally, I think that's a really good point. But I do think that this movie is under serious pressure. Oh, for, uh, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like what you said is absolutely right, and yet this movie is under the most pressure that a uh, Marvel movie has been under in a. A long time to the point uh, where I, it almost felt meta. Where Deadpool, there's lines in the trailer where he's like, "Oh, I'm Marvel Jesus. I'm here to save the Marvel universe." It's like, yes. is this intentional? <laughs> and I think it might be yeah. because they're very self-aware in that in the Deadpool world. I am really excited for this. I liked the trailer a lot, actually. Yeah. You know, I started with the fact that it got kind of like a more serious tone. And I, I don't even know if that's an accurate way to describe it, but like a heavier, you mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned, more weight to it. Yeah. And I think that's good. I think they need to take this movie extremely seriously while making it as Deadpool-y as possible. Yeah. Uh, I think that they showed the perfect amount. Mm-hmm, agreed. I, I thought that they did a great job with that. I wish that this was the last trailer we would see on this mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I have a feeling that more m- mo trailers does not equal mo beta in this situation because good, perfect, sold, stop, done, period. That was it. That ending. Whoa, let's go. Um, yeah, I agree. I think my only uh, to to your point about being heavier, I got hints that. Um, I'm blanking on the character's name. Oh, yeah, Van- it is Vanessa. Marina Baccarin's character, Vanessa. I got the hints that maybe things aren't going great between Wade and Vanessa at the moment of beginning of the movie. Um, and uh, and that lends to the heavier tone. But I do think there is something 
you know, you want to give your character an arc. So starting him in a more melancholy place to find where he is in the universe. I will tell you concerns I have, although I should emphasize, like you, Roxy, I really like this trailer. And it, actually, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. I find a little bit goes a long way with the Merc with the Mouth. Um, uh, although I did like Deadpool 2 more than Deadpool 1. Um, that All that said, I really like this trailer. Um, and it got me excited for the movie in a way that I hadn't anticipated. One concern I have, and it's a concern I've had for a minute, and I've, I've stated this on the show before, that I felt like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine gave whoever comes next in the MCU a huge set of gifts because there's certain things that we had never gotten in Hugh Jackman's Wolverine that now a new guy gets to do and kind of make his Wolverine definitive in its own way. For instance, we never got Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in the classic yellow and blue costume. We had never gotten his Wolverine as Patch. And obviously in the behind the scenes uh, pictures for this we've seen that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine gets the yellow and blue costume and there's a single shot of Wolverine from behind that looks like he's wearing the classic patch costume for people that don't know there was a brief moment in the comics where Wolverine lost an eye and I think he was in Mad Report and he was hanging out with Hulk as Joe Fixit uh, and it's just one of those like well shit like now like it that's cool that Hugh Jackman's doing those things but you are it just again, you're making it increasingly hard for whoever the next Wolverine is to have something that's distinctly their own. And I'm, and I'm, you know what I mean? And it's, it's to the, yeah, but they're doing that when Hugh Jackman is, I don't want to throw shade right now, but how old is he? 55? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so I don't think the comparison is like Hugh Jackman in his prime Wolverine in yellow and blue compared to next Wolverine who will probably for the next Wolverine, they're probably going to cast somebody who's 28. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, at least like they'll wear it differently. That's true. That, and that's 100% true. It, it's just, it's just one of those like, and the third thing that I, I, I would not be surprised if we get in this movie um, is we've never seen Wolverine fight Hulk, which is like an iconic pairing in the comics. And it's like, I mean, fucking, I, it wouldn't surprise me. If, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if Mark Ruffalo shows up, as Joe fix it, a gray Hulk in the suit in the movie, which I, you know, and, and that's the other thing. Like, I think you could tell a full story around patch Wolverine, but if all I can get is a joke in Deadpool, I guess I'll take that. Same with Joe fix it. Hulk. We've never gotten it in the movies. If all I can, if all I can hope for is that like a one-off one scene gag in a Deadpool mm -hmm. movie, it's like, I guess I'll take it. Uh, but Do you I think that if that is the case, if Hulk is in this movie, if Ruffalo is in this movie, yeah. do you think that we will know that before we see it? That's a great question. Uh, I think typically I would say probably not. However, there are a few benefits in their favor. Uh, one of them being that it theoretically could all be uh, motion capture in a studio. So, you know, we've seen, we see a little bit of it in, in the trailer. There's this like desert fight. And I feel like we've seen, there's a bajillion people in this fight. Like we've seen, like, I don't want to get into in case people haven't seen the pictures online, but it's like, Hey, here's this person. Here's this person. It's like, God, do they not have what happened to Marvel's like tight, like no spoilers thing. Um, whereas with, if we Hulk was in it, it could be mocap in, in a room. And also, um, he showed up in this post-credit scene. Mark Ruffalo showed up in the post-credit scene of Shang-Chi and we didn't, I didn't know about that going in. 
So maybe. I don't even remember that. I mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> it wasn't. It's not a particularly memorable scene. Um, but so they, it, they it, theoretically, uh, I would be a little surprised considering how Marquee Hulk is, and it, and like that's a kind of big. Him doing a little post credit scene in Shang-Chi is different than, hey, here's a version, a fan favorite version of Hulk that you've never seen that's now in the movie. Feels like it'd be harder to keep under wraps. What do you think? I almost feel like they would drop it in the tra- a trailer. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like, please, please love, for the love of God, come see this movie, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you- um, they are, oh, I think they are highly aware of how important financially this movie is to them. Yeah. So I think they're going to give us everything they got in the trailers and they're going to like really, really their whole goal here is like, this has to make them enough money to justify so many future things. So you think they, there's not any sense of, well, it's Deadpool and Deadpool makes money. So we can just kind of chill on this one. It's no, like I think that they think it's Deadpool. So Deadpool makes money. Phew. Yeah. And also we need to make way more. And also it's worth pointing out kind of undermining my previous point. I, from what I understand, Deadpool tends to make money because Deadpool movies don't cost a lot of money. And I Mm. imagine that's not true for this particular Deadpool movie. (laughs) How much did Deadpool one and two make? Good question. I do not know off of, I mean, Wolverine makes money too. Yeah, and which is why his name is not Deadpool three; it's Deadpool and Wolverine. That's you know what I mean. Um, yeah, further proving they're just like money, money, money. Bring it in. So Deadpool one uh, made seven hundred eighty-two million off of a fifty-eight million dollar budget. Let's see what Deadpool two did. Deadpool one cost fifty-eight million dollars. Yes. Wow. Deadpool two made seven hundred eighty-five million. Let's see what the Deadpool budget, Deadpool two budget was, because I bet you it wasn't fifty eight million. <laughs> uh, let's see, one hundred ten million <laughs> for yeah. Deadpool two. Um, so technically, even though Deadpool two made slightly more money, it didn't because it cost more to make. <laughs> mm-hmm. Quite literally, double. Yeah. I wonder. Do we know how much did Deadpool three cost? Can we say? Can we? I don't know. Reportedly has a budget of 250 million. Guys, we need to fucking cool it. My guys, we need to cool it. <laughs> like we have to because so say that Deadpool 3 or Deadpool Wolverine makes 700. Yeah, like the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's m- making over 100 million less. Yes. Like that's and why? Why did you need it to be like I guess we'll see. It's just the fact that this is upsetting that when you said Deb, the first Deadpool was 58 million, yeah. I was shocked because I haven't heard a superhero movie. I haven't heard a tentpole film yeah. costing that little in so long. Like, I think Joker cost 70 million or something. And I think we were all like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. It's like. Sorry, gang. I'm looking up what Madden Webb's budget was 80 million. That is still probably too much for that movie. <laughs> like, Deadpool 1 cost less. The Madam Web. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do think I do think uh, we're going to get into it later. Madam Web is misguided for a variety of reasons, but yeah, man, more low budget because because I, I think that's something people underestimate about the success of Deadpool is that it made money off of you know there there are characters that I don't think you need to blow two hundred million dollars on uh, to make to make the movie. 
Um, and, and I'll give them a little bit of flexibility or a little bit of grace in that this is the third one of a successful franchise. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they're doing all the multiverse bullshit, which I don't know the Deadpool needs, but I understand with where Marvel's goals are and what they're trying to do, why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in fact, I think this might be the only one that it's like, cause I'm a little multiversed out. This might be the only one where it's like, yeah, sure. Deadpool. Yeah, fine. He's already breaking the fourth wall. Fucking do it. I don't give a shit. Like, totally. uh, now he gets to make Marvel jokes, you know, whatever, man. Um, uh, yeah, they have a lot of creative liberties that they can take for this movie because yeah. it's Deadpool. Yeah, so we do get a we do get to have a question from Leonard Kim. Are there any places that you'd like to see Deadpool and Wolverine revisit that wasn't shown in the trailer? Like physical locations. I, that is the implication, or like I guess maybe parts of the multiverse. Maybe like see him. This would be funny if they if they like intercut Deadpool into the New York battle and Avengers one. Could, that would be very that's exactly the kind of thing that i think would be hysterical yeah you know what what if, what if deadpool was in was in the uh in the avengers one uh, you know what man to you you don't watch the what if show roxy but i do wish what if would do shit like that like let's get ryan reynolds or sound alike to voice uh let's have an episode what if deadpool was in the battle uh, of new york yeah why not <laughs> yeah yeah totally is there anything keeping you from doing that i don't think so at this point so just do it um what would i like to see i would now that i've said it even though i would have saved it for the new guy i don't i doubt that marvel will ever give me my joe fix it patch story that i want so if all i could get is Hugh Jackman as Patch and Mark Ruffalo as Joe Fixit for like a scene. I will take that shit. Give give it to me. Give me give me one. Just just give me throw me that one bone and I'll shut up. I'll be I'll be happy. Um, so yeah, I think that would be mine. Did you answer yours? Did you have a you have no? A... I like your. I don't really think of movies like that. Like there's, I don't really i not to be i don't know how to say this kind of but like i don't really get, care where they go to visit yeah. it's more about like the dialogue they're having or um the store what lends itself yeah. um there's not a place that i'm like dying to go back i guess the only worlds i really feel that way about are like star wars yeah because there's different planets that we're on but you, it's not, you just like, want them to go to tatooine that's your every I just want to go back to the gambling planet. Yeah, don't take me. <laughs> Please, let's go back to gambling planet. Um, no, I just like I'm trying to think of a place that I'm dying to see them, but all the places are kind of the same to yeah. me. Is there is there a specific character you'd like to see Deadpool bounce up off of? Yeah, Harley Quinn. I, it, it might be in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that might that might be in this movie. How badly do you want a Deadpool Harley Quinn? I mean, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, you asked me. I know, I know, but yeah, I felt like rules were implied there. Okay. Um, that might mm-hmm. be in this movie. I felt that implication was clear. No, I mean, I do think we're in Deadpool's world more than Wolverine, so I do think it could be interesting to see Deadpool interact more in the world of of wolverine like uh like a a darker bounce to somewhere in logan tone but no anybody i really want to see the one i'd really like to see uh is hulk hulk, but also but, but truthfully as far as the deadpool of it all 
because uh, you just mentioned like we're more in Deadpool's world than Wolverine's world, and I'm I threw in a, what I'd like to see Wolverine interact with is I and I think this would work better as a post credit gag. I'd like to see Deadpool bounce off She Hulk. Like I feel like there has to be some acknowledgement that they're the two characters that break the fourth wall. That would be cool. Yeah, mm, that would be cool. I'm just nervous about like the She Hulk of it all seems to just make it so that the only thing people can talk about is how much they effing hate her. Yeah. Like, which is so unfortunate. You don't think the Deadpool fans would embrace She-Hulk with open arms? <laughs> I don't. No. Okay. Not I fair. really don't. Like yeah. I, somebody commented on one of my, I did Christian Harlow's uh, Harloff show this week. And I was talking about how Madam Webb, spoiler alert, not for me. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're not listening to a word that I'm saying because they're just like typical Roxy, being a uh, Madam Web apologist because she's a She-Hulk apologist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you actually can't possibly think that that's what just happened. Mm-hmm. So you're just like not able to hear And I think Putting She-Hulk in this, like people just like see red. It is so weird. What She-Hulk has done to people is like, like what Rose Tyka did to people. I mean, there's yeah. just, there's yeah, I think I, I feel like part of the backlash with She-Hulk has to be that, that she hulk so, clearly had the number of a specific fan and and went out of its way to like hey these guys fuck these guys right yeah and, and they didn't like, take right. it well they didn't take it well no they didn't but that would be cool yeah i mean that car that kind of accomplishes what i'm attempting to do with the harley quinn of it all too mm-hmm. but like i'm trying to think of somebody who's a little more batshit than she hulk yeah because deadpool's really fun like who do we want to see him with like, like a crazy night of drinking with or like Maybe Loki with TVAs in here. Oh, that would be really fun. No, or like, or even like, uh, uh, what's girl Loki? Oh yeah, Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that yeah. could be cool because I'm kind of confused on where Loki has to be right now and mm-hmm. what we are on this timeline. So and also, that, like, does that matter in a Deadpool movie? Know. Could it be? Know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't because I had the same question when I said that. I was like, wait, he's in the t- World Tree or whatever. Oh, wait, but does that? Ma- it's a Deadpool movie. Does that matter? I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I had somebody the other day that was like, wait, isn't Wolverine dead? And I was like, well. Wow, this really, I didn't, I thought we, it's a Deadpool movie, like, who cares? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know the people. And also, I don't think Logan, Logan didn't feel in continuity with the other X-Men movies, but whatever, I'm a, I'm a nerd for this shit, so. Let's talk about the other big announcement this week. Major announcement, weirdly, like, a low-key way of announcing what has been madly speculated about for what feels like years now we finally got on valentine's day marvel dropped this lovely piece of art by the way um near as i can tell done by real real artist because he was tweeting about it um um uh announcing the official cast of their fantastic four movie and that cast is joseph quinn as johnny storm Eben moss bachrock as the thing vanessa kirby as sue storm and of course one mr pedro pascal as Reed Richards. Roxy, you have a concerned face. No, no. Okay. Um, Roxy I'm hates just it. Looking, I'm <laughs> looking at the artwork because I I uh, liked this and noticed that they put it on the IMDb page as their main picture for this movie, yeah. too, with a happy Valentine's uh, Day banner. You mm-hmm. saw the whole thing that goes above? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
thought that was really cute. And I liked the art a lot too. And thought it was smart to have Evan Moss in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the picture frame and everything. Yeah. 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 yeah I like this. I mean, uh, listen, do I think this is the most inspired casting I've ever seen? No. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like pretty spot on. And I love all four of these actors to me are like, uh, when, you, when we talk about actors, right. We talk about like star power. Uh, all four of these actors are like Oscar caliber actors, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. interesting. You know, they, they are all for not, not just like, uh, not to put down the rock, but yeah. none of them are like that. None of them are like stunt actors. That's not nice. The rock's talented, very yeah, yeah. talented, uh, but just, you, you know, he's in a specific type of movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are all four like very serious actors. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. that that we've got they i'm curious what they're gonna have them do that they <laughs> decided to cast for like i think that um i always just call him evan moss because i don't know how to say ba ba oh yeah i probably pronounced it wrong yes <laughs> evan moss Bachrock. but ba Bachrock. but yeah is how i would pronounce it um he to me is like maybe the best working actor today. Mm. I think he reminds me a lot of Adam driver. Okay. He is so skilled and like, you can watch when he's performing from watching him. I, I've been following him for years and years and years and years. I fell in love with him on girls yeah. similar to Adam driver. Obviously everybody with um, the bear loves him. Mm. A second reference to Andor in tonight's episode. Yep. Um, he was on the dropout, which I talked about on this show all of the time. He's to me, he is just, Oh, and, and Punisher. Yep. He is so, so nuanced. He's so, so good. I never in a million years would have thought this would have been his next role. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it, it is him as the thing. Uh, him and Vanessa Kirby are the two like, yes, slam dunks, 100%, absolutely. The only downside with him is that this kind of, to me, officially means that I'll never be back as micro. And him and John Bernthal as micro and Frank was like really good. Like that, that, that really elevated, that relationship really elevated season one. And not that I ever expected him to return. But now that you mentioned it, it's like, oh, that does mean that he's, he'll probably never, I mean, he's a rock man in this one. So maybe, but it's like, we'll probably never see him as micro again, which a little bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, I hear you. Um, and I think the same thing about Vanessa Kirby. Honestly, I think she is like a true, true star. Yeah. Um, when I saw her in The Crown, I thought it was like maybe the best performance on that show of any performance on that show. Who'd she play on The Crown? She played um, Princess Margaret. Okay. And she was like DJ out of this world fantastic yeah. um i really and then the next thing i saw her in was mission impossible mm -hmm. and i was like holy crap that's yeah. vanessa kirby like she just she is so good so and obviously we know what we think about um pedro pascal we talked more about that last week as we kind of had that announcement mm -hmm. slip mm -hmm. um and the only thing I know Joseph Quinn from is the only thing that the world knows Joseph Quinn from really is Stranger Things. Some people know him from Overlord too, but, um, and I, I watched 
him and something else recently too a little bit i don't remember what but up stranger things being the main thing no. and he seems really really talented too so no. it's like hard to rip on this cast in any way all really good people i saw a lot of hate for pedro pascal online i know people kind of wanted a a younger um a younger actor in that role uh, a lot of hate for him online because people wanted a whiter actor in that role mm -hmm. i think uh, kind of like we talked about last week dj would pedro pascal have been my pick for reed richards maybe not do i think he'll probably knock it out of the park i do yeah i am hopeful i am hopeful uh again i love i love this art i think i don't have i didn't see stranger things and i did not know joseph quinn was in overlord but i did see that movie you didn't see stranger things no, I don't watch Stranger Things. I don't care for Stranger Things. Um, Did you, you didn't see it at all? Uh, we discussed it on the show. So I watched the last episode of whatever the most recent season was. And just that one? Just that one. That, I remember that, that. That was the bit for that episode was I just watched the finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I confused for the most part. But so I don't have, I know everybody loved him. I'm sure it'll be great. Obviously, I have a lot of love for Vanessa Kirby. Uh, again, Game of Thrones also, but just one episode, which I don't remember. Joseph either. Quinn? Yeah. Is he British? Joseph Quinn is, I don't know. Goddamn Brits. Uh, something else worth mentioning is people are the, taking, you know, there's other reveals in here, like based off what uh, the artist said for this, this might be because he talked about collaborating with um, Marvel's longtime concept artist. This might be our first look at their costumes as well, which I think is a very interesting take. I do love the tone of this image. Um, I do have some concerns. One of them he being from London, by the way, goddamn Brits <laughs> taking all the, all, I will say, uh, my wife and I just watched last voyage of the Demeter and the lead guy in that is an American playing a Brit. And I'm like, good, get him, <laughs> get him. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I do have some concerns and this is not to say that, that, uh, obviously, you know, similar to the Pedro Pascal thing. I'm very open to being, uh, proven incorrect. Um, uh, on this, one of them is the magazine thing is holding, is from 1963 people are taking that to mean that this movie not only will be set in the 60s but might be set in an alternate universe i'm not a big fan of that uh i'm not a big i'm not why a big, would that mean that it was set in an alternate universe i think people are assuming that because if one of them if there was a major superhero team doing major superhero stuff in the 60s we would have heard about it in the mcu at this point especially since uh, we've stopped back in that time with ant-man um i don't i think that is a on the one hand, a reasonable thing to assume, but also, you know, superheroes, who knows? Um, um, my problem with that is that one, I don't, I think you can hit that kind of science optimism retro tone without having it literally be set in the sixties. One, two, if they start in the sixties, there's no way they stay in that era. Uh, there's no way. I mean, other, obviously they'll probably team up with everybody in secret wars, but there's no way like moving forward. They're not like part of the MCU. And we already have, two at least two time displaced heroes in the mcu we have steve rogers and carol danvers that started in pre we already have two period piece uh, uh marvel movies and so i don't find that notion as exciting as i think some other people do it's like been there done that let's let's i just have them be part of the universe i don't need i don't need extra layers between them and everybody else i don't need them to be in a different dimension or a different time just have them be now my do you do you think they should be here and now yeah yeah i i think i think just set them in set them in the i, I I'm, I'm worried that you know marvel has struggled they're experimenting more with this but marvel has struggled to have different 
tell different stories in different tones. You know, there's the kind of the Marvel house style. And so I'm worried this is a victim of that, like, well, how can we have this kind of like retro tone unless it's literally in a different time? It's like, well, just have a different tone, man. Like, I don't know. To the point um, when the Marvel Netflix shows were airing, I remember a lot of people saying, well, it has to be in a different universe because the tone's so different. It's like, I don't, you know, in the fucking comics, man, like, everybody had a different tone but they're all set in the same time i don't it doesn't it doesn't all need to feel the same guys like it you know we can it doesn't you don't need to literally set it in the 60s to have it have that feel that's a feel that's a vibe that's an aesthetic you can just do that um so i don't know i don't know if that is the case but that's what people yeah, are obviously about. it's different because of the circumstance around it but we we did similar stuff with wanda like she's she's not actually that. I'm just saying tonally. Well, and it's the same director of WandaVision. It's directing Fantastic yeah. Four. So there's something there's something to that. But even some people have said like, well, you know, it could be like in the comics where they go up in the space and they get their powers, but and then when they come back, it's the modern day. And it's like, yeah, that's Steve Rogers. We've done that. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a little different with Carol because it's not like she vanished for that. She was around. Uh, uh, she didn't like suddenly go from the nineties to the present and be like, Oh, things have changed. But it's just, I, I totally, it's too similar. I think we've, I don't know. I don't like it personally, but it could be great. But what if we, I just don't know DJ, then how you introduce them here and now. I think you say, I think you look at what they're doing with, what is it? Saber, I think. Um, and you say like, like, listen, we had an alien guy do a snap. We are now in a in a moment that is that is uh, no Avengers, no Shield, and so we're sending out these astronauts to experiment on stuff, and they get hit by cosmic rays and come back as the Fantastic Four. Like like, there's any no one of a number of reasons in this universe why you'd send people out into space mm-hmm. to dick around and do science. Uh, come up with one, uh, and then they come back and they have powers, and then they're kind of. So they're current Thrust. day astronauts. Yeah, current day science explorers um, that could even work for Saber. My big pitch would always be: I want to say there was a comic at one point where Sue Storm joined Shield, and it's like you could even say Sue Storm is a former Shield agent. Um, uh, uh, use that again. Use that. Um, uh, not not to sound too much like Hector in our previous conversations, but use that previous continuity to inform. Where instead of going back and pretending none of the other stuff happened, use that current continuity to inform what you're doing now. It's just if they're in the past or if they're in an alternate dimension, now we have to explain how they get into the with the rest of the characters, either through like a reboot in in Secret Wars or whatever. It's like just have them just have them be here. Like I I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting thought Leonard Kim said it'd be cool if they were in the universe that Monica Rambo gets trapped in. I hate that. I hate that because that's I, I don't, don't hate that. I I um one that's universe is confusing and it, and it deals with like that universe is confusing. This would make it less confusing. I think though. I, is it? Cause what's confusing about it is like, what if the nineties or cartoon X-Men were also the X-Men movie X-Men? What? Mm-hmm. I don't like, I, that, that all that stuff is the stuff that makes me uh, agree with certain people that is like, yeah, Marvel doesn't know what they're doing, man. Like what, what's, what's going on? <laughs> I feel very conflicted about like, I, I like your pitch on how we should get them involved, but, I do think there's something really cool about a 60s tone for this movie. I agree with the tone. Just maybe not the little setting. But to me, 60s is so specific that you don't, you can't get a 60s tone without a setting. Mm -hmm. Like the 60s are such a, their own unique vibe. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't know how we have them current day, current situation, send them up into space and have that feel at all retro. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. We could have it feel different and yeah. we could have the tone be um, like trendier almost. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. But at the same time, I'm also with you where I'm exhausted from the alt universes yeah. and I was explaining how people get there. I'm exhausted from bringing back people from different time periods and bringing them forward. And you're right. There's no way we go to the sixties, stay in the sixties. Yeah. And then we're just like, screw you guys. We're, this is where we are for our next three movies. Yeah, our brand new Fantastic Four is also not connected to the rest of the MCU. It's like, yeah. what are we doing? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like, could we, do we start in the 60s? I think if they are in the 60s, I would rather them not be in an alt universe and I'd rather some kind of explanation of why we didn't know about them. I don't know. Which you could totally do. You, yeah. Truthfully, I know people are like, how would people not mention it? Dude, movies movies, and comics have been doing that shit for decades, man. Like, hey, you know, there was heroes during this time that we didn't mention. Well, wouldn't you have mentioned them? Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who cares? Who gives a shit? Um, and, and, well, and truthfully, to that point, Roxy, I kind of, um, when the Netflix shows were going on, the Daredevil Defender shows, um, that was right around the time that David Simon's The Deuce was on uh, HBO, HBO, and that was set in the 70s Hell's Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those, like, especially at the time when it really felt like those Netflix shows were never going to connect to the MCU properly. It's like, man, it would have been so cool to set these shows in the 70s. You know what I mean? And have like Frank yeah, be yeah. a Vietnam vet and have like, yeah. and then you yeah. can say, especially since they were street level, like Captain America or Iron Man's not going to mention those, that group of heroes in Hell's Kitchen in the seventies. Like that's not going to come up. Um, and then you kind of like, I don't know. I, at the time it felt really cool. Now I'm kind of glad we didn't because Charlie Cox's daredevils around and could be. Yeah. Yeah. That's out. the thing. It's like not forward thinking to do something like that, but we can't deny that technology often makes movies less interesting. Like it, mm. this happens all the time with the technology that we have today. Like we just, in every shot, there's a cell phone. If you need to find something, you just beep, boop, beep, boop into your phone. Yeah. Like there is something really cool about going to the sixties and having to be an innovative person to try to figure things out. Yeah. Uh, watching people have real conversations like, all the time. I'm watching movies from today and I'm like, that's not realistic. Cause you would just Google it. Why did you go to the library and check out an encyclopedia? Yeah. Like you cannot tell me you're in 2024 if you are making a trip to the library. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, and this stuff happens. So I really do like, we've spent a lot of time in superhero movies in the nineties. We've done the, you know, we've done it. 60s cool cool vibe cool tone i don't know if you can accomplish that otherwise brings up other problems though so yeah, I, yeah we'll I, see i think yeah i'm not the writer of this movie so yeah we'll see and i'm hoping people are wrong the other thing i don't want to beat a dead horse but it was like looking at this image it's like oh my god it's a thing look it's johnny storm there's sue storm oh and look pedro pascal is getting to hang out with the rest of the fantastic four like it's like clearly like that's just pedro pascal you know what i mean and i think i would feel the same way at one point it was Matt Smith was the one. And I think I feel the same way if it was Matt Smith. Like, oh, look, Matt Smith's there. Um, and and uh, uh, again, my go-to, I liked Dev Patel a lot. There was another person that had been rumored for a while that I was like, oh, that would have been good. But like the 60s setting, and as you mentioned, Pedro Pascal is like a, an award-worthy Award-winning, yeah. award-worthy uh, actor. Both, probably. Both, probably. I would have to imagine. He's got to have won something, right? Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, 
again, not my first choice, but really talented. Uh, and and I'm looking forward to being uh, blown away. Um, Which of these four is your favorite casting? Uh, it's a toss up between uh, no, but I, I know it's a and Vanessa Kirby. EJ? Uh, probably Vanessa Kirby. Okay. What about you? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she's just, just really good. Well, and also, and also, it's to, not the most basic of the casting, though. So I feel yeah, torn. Because... It, and the other, but the other thing, and and the truth is, I say that as I look at this image, and there's so much personality in her shot. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And 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 Moss's defense, like he's a rock monster. Like obviously, he's in the picture behind, but he's a rock monster. Yeah, here, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I do think, I do think they. And again, I, I probably feel the same way about Joseph Quinn. Um. Uh, except I, I, you know, I don't, I didn't watch Stranger Things. Uh, do you think that this was auditions, or do you think that this was straight offers? Uh, I, I would imagine both Reed and Sue were straight offers. I wouldn't be surprised I, I if Johnny. I have to think that Joseph Quinn had to audition his butt off for yeah, this. Yeah, I, I think both. I would, I would imagine both Johnny and Thing auditioned. Not that those two actors aren't incredible. I just don't know that they're big enough to get the straight offers. Interesting. Yeah. But I think, but again, I think Evan Moss is perfect because, like, if you, from what I've seen of the Barrett, because I watched the first season, I mean, things not too far removed from Cousin. Like, it's not, it's, we're in the same ballpark, you know what I mean? Um, So, so I think that's great. Uh, Oh, we did get a question on the Discord. Stace and Jatham, with this (laughs) cast, who do you think should play Doctor Doom? Adam Driver. That was the other one that I thought would have been a good Mr. Fantastic. But they'd have to do his hair different. Do you think he'd be a good Doctor Doom? Yes. If he would do it. I don't I don't know that he needs Marvel at this point in his career. But yes, I think he'd be great. Yeah, he definitely doesn't need. Um yeah. let's see. Okay. I'm look this is tell me what you think about some of these people. Yes. Uh with this cast. This is coming from mm, Fandom Wire. Mad Mickelson. Uh, obviously. Uh, I don't know that he'd do it. I think it'd be great. Here's the other important thing. Um, in the it, t- Traditionally, um, Reed Richards and Dr. Doom went to school together. So they need mm-hmm. a, a couple things they need. I would, for me, for my perfect casting, they'd be age, they'd be close in age. And two, uh, it, weirdly, they need chemistry. Like our Reed and our, and our, and our Doom need, need a lot of chemistry. Daniel uh, Craig. And I think Mads Mikkelsen would kill. I think him and Pedro Pascal would be great together. I've seen those two bounce off together. Ooh, it'd be exciting. Daniel Craig, less excited. Great actor. Love him. Less excited. Michael Fassbender. Nah, he, he already did Magneto for a while. I think we're good. James McAvoy. No, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> Killian Murphy. Yeah. Obviously, he wouldn't do it. He would never do it, but he'd be great. <laughs> Why do you think he would never do it? I don't think he gives a flying fuck about superhero movies. It, he seems he seems bothered that he has to do press for Oppenheimer. <laughs> Could you imagine having to do press for a superhero movie? No way. Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm bom- I'm bummed because the poor guy constantly gets cast as villains, but he's really good at it. <laughs> John Hamm. Uh, you know what? When I think about it, him and Pedro Pascal together, I see it. Luke Evans. Ah, uh, sure. I like Luke Evans. Give him, yeah, sure. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie? No. That's a, such an uh, wild pick. Yeah. Dan Stevens. So that would make him too young, right? That would make him too young. I do love Dan Stevens. <laughs> um, Giancarlo Esposito. No. 
I no, sorry everybody. They also people also want him Professor X, and I think that's bad too. Uh, Vigo Mortensen. Uh, always. I, I don't, also don't think he would ever do it, but yeah, I'll take him in anything. Uh, Nikolai Costa Walder. Oh yeah, yeah, he'd be great. He'd be great too, because I also like the idea of, you know, the trick with Doom is that he got like a minor scratch and his vanity was so great that he put on the iron mask when it was too hot and fucked up the rest of his face. Um, So I like the idea of like getting like a beautiful person to play Dr. Doom. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's interesting. Uh, Coleman Domingo. Oh yeah. I mean, he's been rumored to replace uh, Jonathan Majors as Kang. I love Coleman Domingo. Fuck yeah. I, I, it, would he be my fit, first pick as Doom? I don't know, but it, get, get him in here. He's so talented. And yeah, the good thing like with him is his voice is great. He's got a great voice. And so if we only see the mask, ooh, the voice he, kills it. He does have a perfect voice. Oh, the voice is so good. Andrew Lincoln was the last one I'm going to throw you. Uh, I want to know your thoughts. Are you a Walking Dead fan? What do you think of Andrew Lincoln? as doom as dr doom it wouldn't be my first pick i think he's so 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 great um and i do think he could do villain but uh i just don't see it necessarily what about so you read me that whole list and you got my reactions you didn't react to one you didn't ask me i did the question was to both of us technically i did ask you i asked you first (laughs) i had all the same thoughts as you pretty much uh I yeah. I don't think that this is the most difficult role to cast. Doom, yeah. 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 You just need I somebody. Think there's a lot of directions. The only issue, I think the only thing that makes it challenging is that um, you know, Marvel has a history of no being known for weak villains. And it's like you gotta nail Doom because he's one of the he's one of your big ones. He's one of your go-to guys. Um and so um mm-hmm. I yeah, I think I think Mads Mikkelsen would bounce off Pedro Pascal really well. I think there was a couple other ones in there that were really good. Um, yeah, we've just seen it. True. True. But I still want a good... Give me a good Doom. We put it off long enough. Let's talk about Madam Web. The new Sony-verse, Sony-Spider-verse uh, movie. Get them in their costumes, DJ. Yeah. Oh, man. It's going to be so cool when we see them in their costumes uh, for a big chunk I of the know. movie. Um, this movie is directed by S.J. Clarkson, who directed a, a few episodes of Jessica Jones and a bunch of other things like Succession. It was written by Matt... Uh, Whenever we watch a movie like this, I can't wait for the writer's credit to come up. And this one was like the full screen. Like, hey, here's all these all these writers, story by. It's like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Sazama, Burke Sharpless, Claire Parker, and S.J. Clarkson. Cassandra Webb develops the power to see the future, forced to confront revelations about her past. She forges a relationship with three young women bound for powerful destinies, I guess, if they can all survive a deadly present uh as of when i wrote this document on rotten tomatoes it has a 17 percent on rotten tomatoes with an audience score of 67 percent i do want to see if that's still true um roxy you surprised me a little bit just now when you're talking about when you're on christian show uh because when we talked after seeing the movie oh yeah okay so it's a 14 percent on rotten tomatoes with a 54 percent audience score uh you seemed more on board with this movie than maybe I felt. How? Do should I bring up the tape? Should I should I roll back the tape? Hold on. <laughs> I I called it. I said it was not unwatchable. Maybe okay. Via text that came off a different way. Um. 
Yeah, I, I it, 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 you said you said it's not great, but I didn't think it was as bad as everyone claimed it is going to be. Yeah, I that's that is how I feel. Okay, yeah, you like, st- stand by it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel. I think that. Well, everybody said that it was going to be the worst movie I'd ever seen. Mm. Um, and it was not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just okay. a bad movie. Yes. It's an average bad movie. Like, I think that this is in line with the other superhero movies that I don't like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is in line with a Morbius. I actually think that it might be slightly better than that movie. Uh, um, I was talking with Sam, and I was a little bit conflicted in that I was like, is this worse than Morbius? On the one hand, no Jared Leto. And that makes right. this better. She's the, just way more likable than he is. So Yeah. On the other hand, this it's uh, it's really... I, I, I'll tell you as a comic fan, the fact that I watched a movie in 2024 that featured uh, Madam Web facing off with Ezekiel Sims, two of the worst Spider-Man characters, is baffling to me. Like, who... One, who told you all? about Madam Web and Ezekiel Sims. <laughs> who, who, who informed you execs of these characters? And what made you think we should build a movie around these characters? I'm sorry, Roxy, I cut you off. <laughs> Continue on your thoughts. No, I, I mean, I think the worst part of the movie is he's the worst villain of any superhero movie I have I have ever seen. Oh, he's my really God. horrible, horrible villain. Yeah. Um, Not horrible as in, like, he's evil. Horrible no. as in bad. Yeah. Does yeah. not work. Mm-hmm. Not one aspect of him worked. Um, and to the point where I'm sorry, I don't know who the actor is. I, I don't know that this is true, but it was like the worst performance ever for me. But I don't know that that has anything to do with him. I've heard so. that actor. I haven't looked it up. I've heard that actor has been good in other things. He, okay, did, he so, did not get an opportunity to be good in this movie. I'll say that. No, he certainly did not. Yeah. He certainly did not. Um, I actually think that Dakota Johnson was made the parts that were tolerable were because of her for me i'm so sorry the guy the guy that played uh, ezekiel sims was in a prophet which is a fucking great movie what happened here because i was he's in napoleon oh shit i think you know who he was in napoleon he was good napoleon what the fuck happened here sorry roxy didn't mean to cut you off again dakota johnson uh the parts that were tolerable accent i don't think so I don't think so. <laughs> what was his accent? I think this? we're supposed to understand. So a good chunk of this movie takes place in the, uh, the Peru, I believe, right? Peru. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, I think he's supposed to have a Peruvian accent. Okay. That's um, not mm-hmm. what that was. Yeah. It sounded like, like, like Lithuanian or something. I don't know. It, uh, that the villain, the whole villain thing. I I can't explain one thing. I can't say one kind thing about it. Unfortunately, I thought that that was just really. There's even one scene that with the villain that I think is maybe the most egregious scene in the entire movie where he's in bed with another girl. That's all. Mm-hmm. Or I was just like. By the way, what? we are going to do spoilers for this movie because fuck this movie, and also I can't not. <laughs> I can't. From the top, or not from the top, not from the top. We'll keep okay, it spoiler so that, free for right now, but. Okay. Um. So, uh, no, spoiler free, I thought that, you know, the first question I've been asked by everybody is like, who hadn't seen it was like, did, oh, um, how, are they in their costumes for a lot of the time? Is there a lot of fighting? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no and no. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually would argue that there's an answer, a world in which I could say they're in their costumes for none of the time. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, to, to the point where the way they market the movie is kind of egregious. Egregious. Yeah. <laughs> the most problematic part of the movie is that this is really not a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And that's like, okay, if we're going to do this, right? Like there is actually, I'm not saying that we ever should have done a Madam Web movie, <laughs> but there was a Madam Web movie with those other three girls yeah. that could have been kind of fun. Yeah. This was not that. Yeah. But instead we like held back for what I would presume is because Madam Web 2. I mean, I just, just like <laughs> they, they are pretty, these. The people behind this movie were so convinced they had a winner. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna really bank hard on Madam Web 2. <laughs> yeah, I actually, unfortunately, too, and this is why I don't blame the actors. I thought that Sydney Sweeney was really, really tough to watch in this. Oh, really? Okay, so for me, the highlights were the. I actually thought D- Dakota Johnson uh, was allowed to. Um, she has a lot of moments where she gets like the call to action and she's like, no, thanks. And like, whenever she got to be kind of like sarcastic and human, I thought she was great. Um, anytime she got freighted with like really dog shit, like the future is important that you never know what the future, like those types of monologues, it wasn't a good fit. It just wasn't a good fit. And probably because the dialogue wasn't great either. Um, I liked these four, when these characters were together, that's when I liked the movie the most. Um, uh, but I also think, I don't know. I think I would have picked one spider girl. So, because we never really get to, like, we never really get to understand who these characters are other than yeah. like, she's the smart one. Her dad's rich. She's mousy, I guess. Sydney Sweetie's ones. I guess she's insecure. I don't, whatever. <laughs> um, the Isabella Merced is my favorite of the three of them. Mm-hmm. She just felt the most natural. I really like um, Celeste O'Connor because I had just watched the movie Freaky yeah. and she's very good in it. I think Sydney Sweeney is an absolute powerhouse. I didn't believe for a single second that she's not the hottest girl in school. Like <laughs> the way that they were like, she, nobody thinks she's cute and <laughs> she's just nerdy. Also an unbelievable ways to throw in there that and this isn't a big spoiler that she can do Taekwondo. Oh yeah. Doesn't come, doesn't pay off at all. That 100% felt like a, like a setting something up and then nothing comes of it. I was like, why did you guys do that? Like that? I actually, I felt that way through so much of the movie. Why'd you do that? Like, why did you do that? Why did you say, I actually took years of this for self defense. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was so badly picked on yeah. that I am actually uh, a crazy great martial artist. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. I'm going to store that because for sure we're going to see her kick some ass. <laughs> nope. Z- I mean, zero. Zero. And I was just like, okay, so did you guys write that line and then shoot something that was dope and then didn't use it? But then cut the line. Like, yeah. Or did you just think that that was an interesting, like, character motivation? And it wasn't. There's was just so many moments with her character where I was like, I don't believe you at all. Yeah. And you've done nothing to show me or prove to me um, at, at all. And I, I do think that the dynamic of the, th- the girls together was fun sometimes. But I like my superhero movies to superhero. 
Yeah. And so, like, I think we'll, we can edge into um, spoilers a little bit at this point because uh, that was the... Um, God, Roxy, there's so many things. Like, one, did Ezekiel get bitten by that spider? Are we supposed to understand it? And that's how he got his powers? Because um, I don't I... think the movie ever articulates that. Okay, so... So she... So she gets her powers through the healing process in the water with the spiders. Yes. But it doesn't come out until she's in the water again. Until she dies. When she like drowns. Oh, that's my, your understanding is that she died? They, they say that multiple times, that she was dead Wait. for like three minutes. Get dead for three minutes, not, but not died, died. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, that's the implication. Three minutes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's the way they I, phrase I it, that she was dead no. and they pumped her heart back to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just usually, like, you know, they say that at the hospital, too, if you, no. whatever, you flatline for two minutes, three no. minutes, up to seven minutes, I think, or whatever you can do. Yeah, I think it was something longer than the time you're supposed to be dead. But also, I don't know how he would know that. Yeah, if he yeah, dove in after, know. like, how would you know at which point her heart's up? watch. She's like, okay, she hit the water. Yeah. Yeah, but she uh, hasn't drowned when she hit the water. You got to wait. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is a good point. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Um, but she, okay, so that's how she did it. Mm-hmm. He has a spider, and so he I must have know. gotten the powers the same way the Peruvian spider spider people. Here, God, guys, ah, fuck. I don't like. I think I don't like when we get into the magic stuff with Spider Man uh, and Ezekiel Sims and Madame Web are both that, uh, and I hate it. And I hate that there's a movie with them uh, facing each other. Um, also, I think I I feel like you can look through this movie and see a draft. There is a draft of this movie that exists. That it is uh, Peter Parker is is the John Connor, and Mary Parker is the Sarah Connor, and and Cassandra has to save them. Like like I can see that there was a draft where Ezekiel sees a future where Spider Man beats him, so he decides to kill Mary Parker before Peter Parker is born, and Cassandra has to save him. And for some reason, and and even though I don't want that movie, I can understand the existence of that movie better, as opposed to what if instead of Peter Parker, it was three characters we've never met before, we barely articulate, but they're all who? connected somehow, and why? Unclear. Why do we have to see all of them before the train. Because I, because again, I think like you, I presume based on what you said, Roxy, that I figured at some point before the end of the runtime, they would have gotten their powers, and I would have seen how they got their powers. And since we didn't, my now assumption is, and when they do stuff, it's like the abilities they have in the comics, which tells me maybe like the comics, they all get their powers differently. So how are they connected? <laughs> yeah like through that train moment they didn't and so i don't know i don't know and and if they're not connected then and he sees that they didn't get their powers on the train like they're supposed to in that moment then maybe leave them alone yeah and also and also also his vision doesn't matter that's not how he dies he doesn't die the way he sees in his vision right so right that's what she says like it, you were worried about the girls the whole time when it was me. What does that mean? <laughs> what know. does that mean? I don't know. And, and also, DJ, what is your understanding of what his powers are? I, my understanding is the future also, but wrong. Oh, that's right. Because he's having visions of the future. Right. I assume basic bitch Spider-Man powers. Because they say to her, you're the only one who can see. No, you're the only one that can change the future. 
You can change the reach. Okay, but whatever that means. They all can see. Only he, only when you say all, you mean the other Peruvian spider people? Yes. One presumes yes. But it's Mm -hmm. like, I just don't know. And again, like, I maybe if you just chose Sydney Sweeney's Spider Woman, then maybe if we got more Dakota Johnson, Sydney Sweeney, that would be more time to flesh out both of them as opposed to trying to spread it out. But I just don't know what How is Sydney Sweeney a Spider Woman? Um, how does Julia Carpenter? That was the other thing. They keep calling her Julia Cornwall in the in the movie, and it's Julia Carpenter in the comics. I don't. I didn't understand that. Um, maybe she has Cornwall as like a mother's maiden name or something, or maiden. Name, I don't know. Um, how did Julia Carpenter get her powers in the comics? I think she got them in Secret Wars. Um, but Spider Bite? No, I don't think any of the other Spider those Spider Women get it from Spider Bite. Okay. Um, and they're all, and none of the, none of them are connected in the comics other than at all at one point they either had the, uh, the acronym spider woman or spider girl. That's it. Why did we introduce any of them? Exactly. Why did we, what the purpose of why? I don't know. I, I, you know, what's weird about this movie and like, I, I don't know how to phrase this kinder, so I'm just going to say it. I believe most movies goals are to make money. <laughs> um, I, it feels like that wasn't the goal of this movie. Elaborate. What, so what, what? What was their goal? To infuriate I us? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know how you could bring this script. Yeah. And say, here's what we're like. This is what we we are doing. Yeah. We're casting a lot of celebrities. Mm-hmm. We've we've got uh, for full spoilers. We've got um, Emma Roberts. Yeah. We've got. Uh, Zosha um, Mamet. Yeah. We've got Adam Scott. We've yeah. got Sydney Sweeney, who's like the biggest star of this time right now. Yeah. We've got a Dakota Johnson. So we're like we're putting stars in this movie. Yeah. We're picking characters that nobody cares about. Yeah. Which has been done in the past. Guardians, right? Yeah. Okay. Nobody knows about, and we're not going to introduce them, by the way. Right. <laughs> really. Characters that nobody knows about. But then. Mm-hmm. We're starting at their origin story and actually never going to get to the origin story. Yes. Um, so this is a prequel to The Powers. So this is a superhero movie with stars, with almost no fighting sequences, no costumes, a, a villain that is like, whose motivation is really challenging to understand. Yes. Um, and get behind. Uh, who has a sidekick who's looking into all this stuff, who's a woman mm-hmm. who clearly is has qualms with the teenage aspect of this, yeah. but that never comes up. We never she follow never up with that. Him, exactly. She doesn't turn on him, nothing. <laughs> like just the choices that they make. And then they're like, and that is going to make us, we're not going to do anything to do with um, Peter Parker. No reference. To the point where it feels like it's a footnote. Like, why did we even include this then? (laughs) Great responsibility Mm -hmm. requires power that is great also. Whatever the flip on its head. Um, And that's how we're going to make money. It just doesn't feel like this would be something that somebody would sign off on as a moneymaker. So it it makes me wonder, like, what were this? What was their intention? If that was their intention, why would you bring in the writers from Morbius? You're right. You're right. This this feels like a movie made on a dare. Like, like they just grabbed concepts out of a hat and like, let's see, let's see if we can make this work, everybody. And at the same time, when I say that it wasn't unwatchable, what I mean is that like, it was lit. Well, (laughs) the like 
some of the um, world around was interesting enough. I like Dakota Johnson, so I could watch her watch paint dry because I think she's a big star. Yeah. Um, there was, to me, it was a watchable movie as in it was, it was not like a student film. Yeah. Cause I had heard that it was like unviewable. Yeah. And it's watchable like any of the worst superhero movies are. Yeah. But every choice they made feels like they just didn't have to make it. And that I, I don't know why how you get that far into this movie and do that. To the point where even the setting doesn't make sense to me. So this movie's happening as Peter Parker's being born, and it's set in 2007, which means it's too late for it to be Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. It's too late to be Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And it's even too late to be Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Is that true? 2007, is that too late to be Tom Holland's? That's less than, because he showed up in 2016. The Captain America Civil War was 2016. Yeah, yeah. So that's less than 10 years later. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, why did... Uh, so I guess we're supposed to assume in the Sony-verse it's a different... Let me let me throw this out there, Roxy. And again, I can't stress this enough. I think this a movie was misconceived from the jump. Uh, don't make a Madam Web movie. Madam Web sucks. Um, how about this, though? Madam Web... Keep Okay, let's, let's keep the basic premise and the stupid Peruvian jungle shit at the beginning. Um... Maybe growing up, she's always had visions, right? And in the moment she dies in that in that accident, she realizes not only does she see possible futures, she can travel to alternate dimensions. And she realizes this Ezekiel Sim guy is trying to kill Peter Parker, kill Mary Parker before Peter Parker can be born. Well, shit, my only power is that I can go to alternate dimensions. And so she goes and she picks up these other spider women from alternate right. realities oh. that are already spider women. They're already yeah. her spider women. And that's they, what they have in common. Yep. Yeah, that they're already, they have powers, they fight crime. And maybe, maybe you can even go farther that in their own universes, they've beaten Ezekiel Sims. So it's like, well, maybe if I get a few of these people, we can take out this guy. And then we get to find out, well, here's how I became Spider-Woman. Here's how I became out Spider-Woman. And we all Spider-Woman differently, so we all butt heads, but we have to learn to work together as yeah. Team Spider-Woman. That's something, right? There's something that's, there, right? That's a definite <laughs> concept and pitch. That's yeah. a definite concept and pitch. Um, the, this, I, the pitch is all, all the F over the place. There's one thing about the movie, one aspect that I thought worked. Yeah. Um, it's very common. We see it in movies all the time, but I like this. I think my mom is one thing when actually she's something else. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like grew up my whole life hating her because I thought she was negligent parent. Find out she was actually doing this for me. Yeah. Um, we never really flesh that out on what <laughs> that would do for your psyche. Uh, I'm not fully convinced that that woman's only option was in fact going magical and- Amazon spider. Yeah. <laughs> only follow up questions on that. Yeah. But do like a storyline of thought my parent hated me my whole life, realized they were doing everything for me. Yeah. That's a trope that I can get behind for a character, for t- character development. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes at the very end yeah. and we do nothing with it. Yeah. So it's it, weird. It's weird. It feels like the theme is Cassandra's learning how to be a mom to the right. other girls. Yeah. Well, when, in the hospital and she's like, is this immediate family? They're all mine. Okay. And the nurse is like, oh, word. Okay, I guess. And in my head, I was thinking, is, 
I, I don't know. Maybe I'm way off. Dakota Johnson looks about 10 years older than the girls. Maybe. And just because Maybe. those girls look, we're, we're saying they're in high school, even though they're every one of them is an adult. <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted to look it up, but when they're all sitting together, I was like, they all look like a group of friends. Yes. Like it doesn't look like, okay, let's see. Dakota Johnson was born in 89. Okay. And Sydney Sweeney is born in 97. Okay. So it's a little less than 10 years. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And it was just, that was like very much like they're all mine. Yeah. Yeah. And Celeste is 98. It's just like, okay. D- Celeste is, is older than Dakota Johnson. Uh, no, she said 98, 98. Sorry. I'm getting dyslexic. 89. Yeah. Dakota Johnson's 89. Celeste is oh, yeah. 98. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 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 Mm-hmm. Celeste's been working for a while as a as a as a youngin. If she was in Freaky, that was like three years ago or something. Yeah, she uh. was in. Um, she was a uh, the bestie in Freaky, really good. She was in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Well, you know, she was in. Okay, her stuff. first credit is in 2017 in Wetlands. Okay, we do have a question here. We need to wrap up. We're running a little long, but we had some big news this week. Uh, Hema asks, do you think Sony's going to keep beating a dead horse with their Spider-Man movies without Spider-Man, or are they going to give it up? I don't think this movie's going to make the money. Yeah, it can't, it can't, right? Well, the only option for it to make them money is the fact that this was under $100 million. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they spent $200 million on this movie. Like, oh, yeah, at least it's not an, Ar- like, it's not an Argyle. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. But uh, oh, that that was exact comparison though. DJ yeah. had like I didn't watching this. I didn't dislike this more than when I was watching Argyle. Yeah, I think they're pretty comparable. Uh, it is a bummer to not be able to say that say confidently that Madam Web's the worst movie I've seen this year. That's kind of that bums me right. out. <laughs> That's the only thing I meant by it's watchable. Like yeah. this, like Argyle has a thirty-five or something, and Madam Web has a fourteen. Yeah, and. I think that they should be the same. They're yeah. the same to me. Argyle yeah. had twice, the, three times the amount of money yeah. spent on it, and watching it was as enjoyable as an, as an experience as Madam. Yeah, my me. only, my only, I think I agree with that. My only issue is when we kept doing like the flashbacks in Madam Web, like the scene, and it's like, God, I just want this movie to end. Don't do play the scene over again, please, please just move yeah. forward. <laughs> Madam Web was two hours. And it didn't earn that. Ugh. But anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. And there's no way that Craven, uh, nobody's excited for these movies that I know about. Like, nobody's excited for Craven. Right? Like, that's like a summer. I guess summer is the right time for this type of movie. I don't know, though, because I actually enjoy the Venom movies. Um, They are the best of this batch. I don't know. That's your ceiling. Like, that should be your floor. That needs to be your floor. Yeah. (laughs) Fun, fun. Not great, but fun. That should be the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but that's your ceiling. God. and that's tough. So do I think that they're going to move forward with this? I don't know what their options are here. Like, what do you do? Reboot? Just I mean, stop. Just stop. Just stop with these. And and, and the thing that baffles me. But that's what I think. I think like what kind of baffles me is that having just rewatched Across the Spider-Verse for um, Spider-Versity, it's like they've given you the answer right here. Do a live action Spider-Man 2099. Back the money up, truck up to. Um, Can uh, they do that? To um, fucking. Uh, why did I? Uh, ah, fuck. Why did I just blank? Um, do a Spider Gwen movie. Um, fucking why? Poor, you just saw Poor Things, which stars. 
Emma Stone. Emma Stone. You back the money up truck to Emma Stone and say, hey, do you want to come back as Spider Gwen and alternate Can universe Gwen Stacy? Why not? Right? I don't know. Because that seems like a slam dunk. Like, I'm not saying it's better. Like, granted, it's all, there are, it's not as diverse as, and they're all spider people, but it's, that's better than Madam Web and Morbius. Like, just do the spider people. It would be the option, I would think. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they should do on this one. Uh, Small. They need to. They need twenty-five million dollar budget movies for these. Yeah. If they want to make money, they need to go small. They need to strip this down. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Roxy, where can the kids find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can find the show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter slash X. Then got the vowels from stupid. And please, as we've said before, go to gunplaymovie.com. Back this movie. We got a little over a week left. We could really use your support. If we don't reach our funding goal, the movie does not happen. And I think you all really dig it. If you want to know more, uh, you can watch the video on the channel. But you, you can get a bunch of cool stuff like a signed poster from this cast and a lot more. Gunplaymovie.com. Link in the description. Go check it out. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody.